gobbledygook. It's defined as language that is meaningless or is made unintelligible by excessive use of complicated terms. Nelson MP Rachel Boyack has made it her mission to get rid of it, and today her plain language bill passed its second reading in Parliament. The opposition has slammed it. They say it's stupid and it's going to create a language police. Well, Rachel Boyack is with us. Kia ora, Rachel. Kia ora, Karen. Good evening. Good evening. This is written English, obviously, not spoken. Yes, this is about written documents and also uh, public-facing documents. So the purpose of my bill is to ensure that documents uh, written by public servants can actually be understood by the public. So how does the plain language bill work if it becomes law? So uh, what we've put into the bill is a process where the most senior public servant in New Zealand, uh, his uh, name is a he at the moment, is uh, the Public Service Commissioner. And their role will be to write guidelines for plain language. So they will then require uh, the public service agencies to ensure that the documents that they write for the public are written in plain language. So the bill is putting the uh, onus on ensuring that documents are written in plain language on the Public Service Commissioner, and that will be their function. What's wrong with them now, though? What are they doing that's so offensive at the moment? (laughs) Well, do you want me to give you an example, Karen? Yes, please. I've got a bit of a cracker for you. Um, This one uh, is from a couple of years ago uh, from the Transport Agency, and it says in its annual report... Transform the Transport Agency establishes a deliberate change management approach to successfully transition the Transport Agency to the refreshed strategy and the new ways of working. And I could go on. (laughs) (laughs) You'd have to slow down a bit. What are they doing, the Transport Agency? They're being refreshed by the sound of it. So so obviously that's difficult to understand. It's, It's complex. But what happens when it's complex? Like Who is it affecting? Well, um, I'm an electorate MP, and so one of the things I see in my role is people who struggle to understand uh, documents from organisations like Work and Income and Immigration New Zealand. And we know that only about 16% of adults in New Zealand have high levels of literacy. We're asking people to, um, to do things, asking people to pay things, we're telling people what their rights and entitlements are. And often they can't understand the actual document. Um, it's particularly important that we, you know, sort this out uh, for our migrants. I have a number of uh, migrants who come into my office and they've been sent a letter and they just don't understand what it says. Is it as complex and, as that, though, when they're sent a letter? Uh, yeah, it can be. So, I mean, I've got a got an example. Now, this isn't a public sector agency, but it's a great example um, from Chorus who are... Uh, doing uh, work on behalf of the government, um, uh, putting in our fibre internet network. And I was sent this letter uh, from our local age concern branch. It was sent to an 86-year-old woman. Um, And it says, and the letter begins, Chorus owns and operates the copper network that supports your phone and or broadband services. This is a reminder that we are withdrawing the copper network in some neighbourhoods where new network technologies like fibre are available. 
You're receiving this letter because you're addressed as part of our copper withdrawal program and you have not taken any action to move off your copper service onto an alternative service. <laughs> now, this was sent to an 86-year-old woman who right. completely freaked out that her phone was being cut off. Um, and the rest of I mean, that's only the start of the letter. And I, I actually nominated this one for the Plain English Awards, but for the bad award. So they have an award called the Brain Strain Award. And I, this letter was so bad that I've nominated it. So I, I hope it wins or, or, or gets highly commended. But Rachel, a lot of people are going to have sympathy for what you're trying to do. But is plain language something that you really need to you know, pass a bill for that needs to be legislated for? Couldn't you just send an email to a government department and say, can you make it simple? I, I wish it was that simple. Uh, the the What we're doing is putting it into legislation so that it's actually something that agencies then have to report back to the Public Service Commissioner on. And it's not, you know, the only area where we do that. We say look at look at things like privacy, for example. There's requirements for public sector agencies to abide by the Privacy Act. What we heard from many submitters, uh, the likes of Citizens Advice, Community Law, you know, Blind Low Vision New Zealand, was that they actually want this written into law because we have at times passed, uh, well, put in place guidelines or cabinet instructions, and then they haven't always been followed. So the message they gave the select committee was they actually want the strength of legislation. And the US have done this. So our law uh, follows on from law in the United States, and that actually saw an improvement in uh, public sector documents and the language used, and saw an improvement in compliance with you know, things that people were being asked to do by government. How, do, so, how are you going to enforce it? How are you going to make people write simply? Is the, the language uh, police is the accusation. Yeah, so, how are you going to do it? Look, look, see, see, I've got to say, you know, the, some of the uh, comments from the opposition today are a little bit over the top. Um, we, we, we're going to have um, plain language officers, and it's very similar to what we do with the Privacy Act, where you have a person assigned at the government department whose responsibility is actually mostly to do things like training. Uh, I actually was a privacy officer in a small uh, government department many moons ago, and my job was to train people and ensure we complied with the, with the requirements. A lot of our government departments are actually working on this work already and already have people assigned to do this work. Uh, what we're really focusing on then is the ones that uh, quite great and um, would do with a little bit of improvement. Okay. And there's really good organisations like the Right Group and others who do fantastic training. They're already doing this work. And so it's really just going to encourage those that haven't been uh, haven't been trying to, to, you know... That's a great contract. That'd be a great contract yeah. for somebody to uh, be uh, either... Um, um, consulting with the government about plain language or getting documents through that they are oh. reworking or to be a plain language officer. How much would that, you reckon, you'd get a year if you're a plain language well, officer? Well, the, the focus actually is on how much money this can ultimately save uh, the government and, and improve efficiency. There have been some studies overseas uh, with um, financial organisations where they actually measured... <laughs> They measured uh, the improvements in the organisation's effectiveness following the introduction of plain language guidelines. And so uh, they saw um, employee productivity lift by 36%, uh, 
um, they decrease the frequencies of calls to the help desk by 17%. So think about, I talk to people who, they get a letter from work and income, they don't understand it, they have to ring to get it explained to them. You know, that's taking up lots of time and resource. So by getting your messages correct the first time, you're actually going to save a lot of people a lot of time and a lot of money. Well, it's passed its second reading, so one more pass and it's in. Yes, we have the committee stage where we have a bit more debate and that that's always a fun um, part of any law passing where um, there's a bit more to and fro uh, across the House. So we'll have that and then we'll have the third reading and then it will um, become law six months after that. All right, well, thank you very much, Rachel. Thanks. Thanks so much, Karen. That's Rachel Boyer.